The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. But now, in a significant drug seizure off the west coast of Ireland, the investigators are suspecting that a notorious cartel is behind the provision of the drugs valued at perhaps as much as 500 million euro. Uh, the operation was led by Garda Assistant Commissioner Justin Kelly and has also uh, prompted an investigation into the possible involvement of the Kinahan clan. I'm joined by Mick O'Toole, Crime and Defence Editor with the Irish Mirror and the Irish Daily Star. Mick, good morning. Morning, Pat. Now, first of all, uh, I'm wondering to what extent this was just a happy accident uh, and that it really was part of a much bigger operation that might have had bigger effects. I think, Pat, I'd be pretty happy there are zero there is zero percent chance of this being a happy accident. This was a long-running investigation. As you say, Commissioner Kelly was in charge of the operation. I was at the briefing that he gave yesterday and he revealed that the Joint Task Force, which was set up the Guards, Defence Forces and Revenue, was set up on the 22nd of September. So I think that's last Friday. Now, that's the, the sort of culmination of it. Obviously, there was an intelligence operation before that that necessitated the physical invest operation being set up on the 22nd. So this was a long running operation. And one of the key elements that I think the commissioner was keen to point out yesterday was the level of, of international cooperation. He specifically mentioned the French authorities, the Drugs Enforcement Administration in America and the National Crime mm-hmm. Agency in England. But more than anything, he pointed up an organisation, I think you may have had Mick O'Sullivan, the former head of it on your show before, called Maokain, which is the EU's anti-drug smuggling agency. And that's based in Lisbon in Portugal. And Ireland is part of that. All the EU countries are part of that. And that really is at the forefront of trying to stop massive transnational shipments like this. And Maokain, and he pointed that up, were centrally involved in this operation and they deal with intelligence. Now, uh, my question really relates to the boarding of the MV Matthew. Uh, Obviously, uh, the the Joint Task Force was ready and willing and able uh, to do that boarding. But I'm wondering if the the people who were driving the trawler hadn't driven it aground, uh, would any of this have happened in Irish waters or would they have let that ship continue on its merry way to be intercepted elsewhere? No, the plan was to intercept the more more important than the drugs. The plan was, or that than the ships, whichever one was involved, the plan was to catch those drugs in Irish waters. And the fact that the, I mean, I know that the Army Ranger Wing they were obviously they raided the boat, but they were on standby. They were moved to Bal- Case and Daryl Drome in Baldonnell in South Dublin. I think on Saturday, shortly after the creation of the task force, and that shows that there was going to be a kinetic percussive element in Irish waters in Irish territory. So I think we I got some clarity on this last night. Essentially, sources were telling me that the mothership, the MV Matthew, and the trawler met each other on Sunday night. Monday morning, and the plan would have been for the drugs to be transferred from the mothership to what they're calling the daughtership, in other words, the trawler. For some reason, it didn't happen. My indications would be that it was probably because of the bad weather. So Gardy, I mean, I was tweeting about this on Tuesday. The, you know, the initial belief was that the drugs were on the trawler. And I think that's because Gardy and the Naval Service and the Air Corps were monitoring this and saw the two boats or ships effectively meeting each other. So the suspicion would have been that the transaction took place, but they very quickly became aware that it hadn't happened. So the MV Matthew became the focus of the interdiction operation. Now, the the 
impossibility of uh, the the navy uh, boarding from a rib uh, was because of the size of the vessel but also uh, the the seas and so the uh, decision was made to bring the rangers in by uh, helicopter it may also explain why the trawler couldn't really dock safely with the mv matthew if the seas were high because the trawler relatively yes. small bigger than ribs of course but relatively small and it just might have been too hazardous Yes, I think so. And I mean, anybody who has seen the video released by the Defence Forces, it, I mean, you know, without being facetious, it is a massive ship. So even trying to board that from a rib, you know, what would it be, 100 feet, maybe more, trying to get up the ladders or whatever they use to get up on it. So look, I think it was the path of least resistance to bring in the Ranger Ring. And I think, the, I mean, as I said, the Ranger Ring were on standby since Saturday. So I think there would have been a, a belief at the very least, they may have to be used. And I think just, I do know that when the trawler ran aground Sunday night, Monday morning, the Coast Guard rescued two men from it. But I think there had been concerns. They were seen throwing stuff off the boat when they were in trouble. And I do believe that there were concerns that they may have been armed. So I think that's one of the reasons why the Ranger Wing were also used, because this was a highly dangerous operation. They didn't know what was going to be waiting for them when they landed on that on the deck of that ship. Now, uh, the, the supplier of these uh, drugs is supposed to be maybe a cartel in South America. Uh, the question is, does the cartel suffer at all or are they paid money in advance and uh, then it's up to the purchasers to organise the transit? So the cartel will just pocket the money and find another customer. Without being facetious, it's not as if it's two commer- normal commercial companies doing a, a contractual deal. So it's probably nefarious and, and quite nebulous. But the, the, the belief would always be that the cartel would be responsible until it hits land and then the Irish or European gangs are responsible if they lose it there. But we do know that it it may have reached land elsewhere. We know that it was connected to the Canaries. We know that it left South America on the 19th of August and travelled over and went up three Canaries. And we know that the French authorities, Commissioner Kelly spoke about that. So look, it's not as clear as everybody thinks. I don't think it's they start off that the cartel loses out if it's intercepted in the way. They, there are relationships that say the Kenyan cartel would have with massive cartels. So look, essentially, I think the, the giver and the receiver have both taken a hit in this. I don't think it's really as black and white as everybody thinks. Now, uh, this was an intelligence-led operation. Uh, as we know now, uh, the Irish authorities were across all of this and the operation was prepared. Um, you're wondering how frequently operations like this happen because although you know, 500 million worth of cocaine is a, a huge amount of cocaine in the context of, say, Ireland or, or Britain, in the context of the whole continent of Europe, it's still you know, a relatively small fraction of what is used every week. Yeah, Malkin is extremely busy. And I mean, as I said, I think you've had Michael O'Sullivan on who was mm-hmm. head of it before. He would be, be able to honestly say that, you know, I think they've seized well over a billion euro worth of cocaine in the last two or three years. They've been very active. Look, even when I was researching, it's the El Clan del Golfo is the cartel that is believed to have sent this over. Big, big, big cartel. They lost 250 million euro worth of cocaine in Italy, in Trieste, up in the northeast last year. So, you know, there are, there have, I would say there have easily been maybe a dozen seizures of this size in the last three or four years. 
But that means I would consider that the means that there's more drugs getting through because we know that people would accept, law enforcement would accept that they catch a minority of what has gotten through. So maybe it look, it's obviously very hard to quantify, but probably between 10 and 30 or 40 percent of what is destined for Europe is caught by authorities. So the good, the bad guys get through more often than not. Oh, it's a story, I think, which has a few more chapters to it. Mick O'Toole, Crime and Defence Editor with the Irish Mirror and the Irish Daily Star. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Some of the texts and WhatsApps coming in. Please remind any recreational drug users that they are creating the demand for these drugs and therefore supporting these gangs who brutalise people living in South American countries especially. Also cost Ireland serious money to protect our shores. There is no such thing as harmless drugs. Uh, Lots of reaction to our item on diabetes, type 1, just before 10 o'clock. Delighted you're doing a talk on type 1 diabetes, the facts and a proper explanation. Another one, thank you for talking about uh, type 1 diabetes. My three-year-old son diagnosed at three. Typical symptoms, own GP on holidays. Locum GP said he had a virus and an ear infection. I'd brought urine samples and uh, three ketones on urinalysis. He said that starvation, that that was starvation of ketones. Anyway, uh, he got ketoacidosis and was so sick. But 15 years later, I still feel bad thinking about my own misdiagnosis. Uh, Now, Tom Walsh Jr. here. Huge shout out to the Diabetes Centre in Crumlin, who, as you know, are so good for all newly diagnosed kids. Important to remember to live life as normal as possible with diabetes. And thanks for the segment. Well, we should say uh, thanks not just to Tom Walsh Jr., but Tom Walsh Sr., who has run for decades um, a walk for diabetes and raised, oh, well over a million for uh, Crumlin and helped support the, the... employment of a diabetes dedicated nurse and so on. So well done uh, to all the Walshes for their endeavours. Now it's time for cash. Your chance to win big. News Talk's Cash Machine. We had another rollover yesterday when the call was not answered. If you've entered since five on Monday, you're still in to win, but you must know today's new total, which is €51,926.65. If you fancy that, text play to 57557 before three this afternoon, because after that we make the call. If it happens to be to your phone, answer within five rings, tell us the total, and you get the money. The cost is €2.50 plus your standard message rate. It's for over 18s only. You're playing across the GoLad network of stations. Full terms to be found on Newstalk.com. But do remember today's total, €51,926.65. Text play to 5755. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on Newstalk.